Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Abisay Bayisa and Rachel Pierce. So Abisay, I have a 5G 1.3 question for Oh dear. You. I hear you love 5G 1.3. Can anybody love 5G 1.3? I love it. I love all of the guidelines. Uh, So this defendant is convicted of a drug conspiracy that lasted between 2012 and 2016. The guideline range for this offense uh, is calculated out to be 70 to 81 months. And the judges determined that a sentence of 70 months is appropriate in this instance. So the defendant is currently serving a sentence on a state drug conviction for conduct that occurred in 2014. So in the middle of this drug conspiracy that's been charged, right. At the same time of sentencing, the defendant has been in state custody. I'm sorry, at the time of sentencing on this federal offense, for which the judge decided 70 months is appropriate. Okay. At that time, the defendant has been in state custody at this point for 12 months. So the probation officer has determined that this 2014 conviction is relevant conduct to the instant federal conviction. So how does 5G 1.3, or does it, how does it play in here? All right. Well, Rachel, it's funny. I just read a case that said that where the court messed up 5G 1.3 and mm-hmm. the appellate court said that 5G 1.3 was the most misunderstood guideline in this manual. Interesting. And I get why, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like we're using different analogies uh, or different terminology and trying to sort of figure out what we call a credit. But let's start from the beginning. Okay. Right? So 5G 1.3 is basically a way to avoid what we colloquially, what we would call like double counting, okay. right? Getting hammered for the same thing twice just because you have a state and federal case. Sure. So here you've got a drug conspiracy. Like a lot of drug conspiracies, it lasts over a period of years, right? Right. right. Where there's lots of different transactions. Sure. Not uncommon at all. <laughs> right. And here it looks like at some point the defendant probably in the course of selling drugs, got picked up on a state case. Mm -hmm. And the most, I think one of the first and most important thing to figure out is, all right, this state case that he got picked up on, which was a drug count, Mm -hmm. is that relevant conduct to this case? Sure. And the probation officer has determined that it was, that that drug sale was actually a part of the federal conspiracy. Right, the larger conspiracy as a whole. Right, okay. And that whatever was happening between 2012 and 2016, that 2014 conviction was part and parcel of this conspiracy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so presumably, if the probation officer determined that that 2014 conviction was relevant conduct, he or she would have added the drug quantity from that 2014 conviction into the drug quantity for the federal effect. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So once you've determined it's relevant conduct, you're sort of back in 5G 1.3. Mm-hmm. And the way this works is the first thing we have to do, right, is figure out the sentence in the federal case. So you've added in the quantity from the 2014 mm-hmm. count, you have calculated a guideline range, in this case, 70 to 81 months, Mm -hmm. and the court has decided it wants to give 70 months, right? Right. Mm -hmm. The problem is the defendant is serving a sentence, and he's already served a whole bunch of time, and he probably has more time on the state case. Right, right. So if you add, if you make that consecutive, really what you've done is you've hammered him twice for that same drug count, Right. right? 
in 2014 because you've already added it into your drug calculation under 2D1.1 right. and he already has a conviction for it. Right. So 5G1.3 is trying to bring in a little bit of equity into the situation. Mm -hmm. So 5G1.3 does two things. Once you've determined its relevant conduct and once you've determined the appropriate sentence in the instant federal offense, first, right, 5G1.3B tells you Right, so it's specifically B. It's B. Okay. Right. Right. Well, because 5G 1.3 talks about all kinds of different things you can different do. Different scenarios that... Right. One says, well, if something happened while the defendant was serving a term of imprisonment, always consecutive. Right, right. right? right. Mm -hmm. B is the one that really messes people up because you it's like three-step process. Sure. Right? Sure. So you've calculated the federal offense or the federal sentence that you want to give in this case. So the first thing the court has to do under B is you have to adjust the federal sentence by the amount of time the defendant has already served in state custody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we know he served 12 months. Right. Now, I want to be clear, not credit, adjust. Right. Right? That's a very important point. Very important point. Because if the court says, I want to give him credit for the 12 months he's already served in custody, mm -hmm. I know you and I know from talking to BOP that the BOP doesn't like the word credit. They don't. On the J and C. They want to give the credit. Right, because that's where their authority is, right. is to give the credit. And, and I love how you're pointing out there's a difference between credit and adjustment. Right. Mm -hmm. Because... Even though this is what we think of as a credit, sure. the guidelines want you to call it an adjustment, right? So you start at 70 and you subtract 12, that gives you 58 months, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're doing the J and C, when it's a sentence imposed, I know the BOP likes it when we write it out. The guideline sentence is 70 months. I am adjusting right. the sentence by 12 months pursuant to 5G 1.3B. Right. I think the BOP loves it when you show your work. Well, and I would say it's really important, actually, that the court does that because it really is a different function. It's not crediting in the same way that right. the BOP credits, even though we throw that term around all the time. We talk about crediting the sentence right. in relation to 5G 1.3, and, and, and that, you know, I'm not casting judgment on anyone, but everyone does that. Yes. But there is a difference in the application of the adjustment at the guideline here, 5G 1.3, and then the crediting that the BOP actually does. Right. And the and it, I think what happens is when you call it a credit, then the BOP gets confused. Sure. Um, so Everybody gets confused. Right. <laughs> so I think it's important just to be clear, and when you do the minus 12, you know, let the BOP know. Mm -hmm. I did this pursuant to 5G 1.3, so right. they at least understand where you're getting this 12 months from. Right. Um, so once you do that, and you're down to 58 months, mm -hmm. the second step that 5G 1.3 says is that the sentence for the federal offense has to run concurrently mm -hmm. okay. with the remainder of the state sentence, mm -hmm. right? So if he still has another 12 months to go on the state, you run this 58 months con concurrent with the 12 months remaining. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a way to avoid double counting. Right, you really are accounting for that behavior. Right. right. And you want to make sure that once you've accounted for it in the federal sentence by adding in that quantity, right. that you don't double his sentence or increase his sentence just because he happens to have both a state and a federal conviction. Right. Sounds good. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk, today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to check back often for new topics. 
Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the Commission, the Court, or the parties in any case.